The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Craig. Welcome to our show. It was a bummer of a game, no doubt about it. We got a hit on it for sure, but there's more going down in Oakland than just this game. I have some concerns. I'm going to share those with you. We'll do a little pregame on the Denver uh, Barranca Hose, and then we'll just cut it loose to the bone line and let you guys tell me what you think, because I got plenty of opinions, and I'm sure you're tired of hearing them because I'm shouting them out on Facebook. That is a fact. So what we got on this show? On today's show, we will have the post game for silencing the lambs. I don't think so. <laughs> we learned an awful lot about our team on a Monday night in prime time. Sad it had to happen that way, but it was what it was. It is what it is. Got to move on from that game. We got the Bronco hose coming up in mile. I got to get. to watch a game. That's what I'd have to do if I was there because of all the orange. Oh, brother. And then we'll hit the bone line. Like I said earlier, I need to hear from you guys because I got to check myself before I wreck myself uh, on this Raiders team. This is looking pretty bleak to this Raider fan. I am tired of the freaking rebuild game. It seems to be our mantra. All right, let's get into the post game for the LA Labs. First, let me say in the first half, I was amazed. I was overjoyed almost that the Raiders held the Rams and actually went into the half with a three-point lead. They played tough in the trenches. We kept the running game from happening. A lot of good uh, secondary uh, defensive plays. Goff, however, did not have a single grass stain on his uniform. Not at one. Matter of fact, I don't think he had to take a shower because he didn't come close to getting hurt or even touched or even hurried. So that first half was very exciting. It gave everyone hope. And then the Rams, which didn't see a preseason because none of their first string played, this was their preseason. The first half of the game was their preseason. And the second half of the game was the real game for the L.A. Rams. And they took it to us. Former head coach of both the San Francisco 49ers and Detroit Lions. You can catch him now as a tremendous analyst on the NFL Network. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Mariucci joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Some feel that Derek Carr may look a little bit skittish in the pocket, that perhaps he might be feeling pressure that isn't necessarily there. Uh, this goes back to the injuries he suffered a little over a season ago. Watching Derek Carr, what do you make of his pocket presence? 
Well, I saw the one time he got hit in the legs and he came up limping, and I went, oh, geez, that can't happen again. I love Derek Carr. And, yeah, he, he had a couple of throws that, that he'd like to have back. You know, you got to have that quarterback that plays well, and he will play well. And, and he's got some weapons around him. I heard Grooge uh, before I went on talking about Amari Cooper, and, and he wasn't as productive as they were hoping, and he will be. He's a good player, too. And keep in mind, it's new schemes on both sides of the ball. I was impressed. Guys, you watched that game. I was impressed that first half with the Raiders and Raider Nation. No question. It looked like the darn Super Bowl over there, man. And it was, and they were, it was, they were stopping the, the highest-scoring offense in the National Football League, the Rams, in the first half. And, and do they run out of gas, or, or does uh, the, you know, Gurley and Goff start making plays like they do usually? You know, all that happened. But in the first half, I was thinking, oh, my God, this is why Grudes felt okay with not signing Khalil Mack. This defense is playing well, very well. And then, uh, and then I guess, you know, reality hit in, in a little bit in the second half against a real good team. They've got some pieces in place, but – the main piece is the quarterback, and he's a good one, and he will have some great football games. Just like I said in my last show, 34-14. That was my prediction in this game, and it had to be 33-13. to I wasn't very far off. The reason I could say that is talent or the lack of it. Now I'm going to go on a little rant here because ever since John Gruden came here, him and Veggie, I'm going to call him Veggie till he dies, Veggie McKenzie, which I think is probably the worst GM in the league. I can't even imagine uh, letting him pick all the picks because he really blows. Uh, John Gruden loved Johnny Manziel. That's all I got to say about that as far as his picks go. I don't have a lot of confidence in the organization as far as talent observation, first off. Second off, how can you get rid of Mac? And, you know, people say Gruden's salary didn't affect the cap. It doesn't affect the cap at all. But what it does affect is, let's just say, I want to go buy a new car. So my car payment's going to be 500 bucks a month. And wait a minute, I'm paying a house payment of $5,000 a month. I don't think I'm going to get that car. I'm going to have to get a POS to be, make it back and forth to work because I can't afford it because I'm paying so much for my house. This is the problem with paying Gruden all this money. The first thing is, why didn't they offer him $5 million <laughs> a year instead of 10? Long story short, can't, can't cry over spilled milk. However, the spilled milk here for the Raiders is losing players like Marquette King for no other reason other than he clashed with John Gruden. And the great Gruden cannot be clashed with. I don't get that. Listen, Al Davis had it right when he said, players win games, coaches coach games. Now, you have to have a good coach to win, of course. But the players on the field are the ones you pay. Players on the, on the field are the ones who make the difference in the game. Really. I mean, honestly. The Rams are a powerhouse team. They were meant, they're were they meant to go to the Super Bowl this year. They're going to go on a run. They got a great defense, a great offense, and they're well-balanced all the way around. Now, I knew we weren't going to win this game. It was a setup uh, from the very get-go. 
I think that ESPN or BSPN or the NFL is still dancing on the Raiders' grave. He still they still have it out for Al Davis, and now they had it out for his son Mark Davis, who is actually a millionaire playing in the billionaire league. I can't help that. I can't help what Gruden's done to our team. But listen, the reason we got pummeled by the Rams wasn't so much that we we weren't overcoached or outcoached. We don't have the players on this team. When you get rid of guys like Marquette King and you get rid of guys like Khalil Mack and you bring in guys that are on the edge of their 30s and 40s, now other than Cook, which was a stellar pickup, great player, continues to play great, but we're not going to have him for two years. We're not going to have Cook for three seasons. He's a flash. We'll use him this year, maybe next year, but he's not staying. And the draft that we made of the, the, you know, the pass rushers, everyone was all excited because, you know, of Hurst. And, uh, you know, all the new guys, the three new players, um, PJ, I mean, I can't even remember the names because I didn't hear them enough on the game on Monday. They are lacking because they're rookies. They are lacking because they were drafted not in the top five. They are lacking because the rest of the team is lacking. Now, the good things I saw in the Rams game were this. Cole Miller. I mean, hell yes, I got to say this. Got to give him credit. The young man kicked ass. He did a great job playing that left tackle spot and kept them off of car for the most part most of the night. I think our offensive line is still one of the best in the league except when it comes to the run. I don't see a lot of holes. I don't see a lot of gap schemes. And not of this, I blame, honestly, on Greg. Why are you back here, Olsen? Why did they bring this guy back? I don't get it. He sucked the first time, and he's sucking hard this time. Why do we recycle guys like him that blow? Musgrave who actually now is playing for the Broncos, who runs their offense, has got a great scheme for them, and Keenum is doing a great job. Why didn't we keep Musgrave? Don't tell me, because the excuses are as high as my freaking roof. Why do we get rid of coaches that do well and keep coaches that suck or recycle coaches? I was looking on Facebook. Someone said, let's bring back our shell. Well, why the hell not? It's a perfect time. There's no team. There's no organization. And trust me, I like Gruden. I think he's got a great personality on the field. I like when he screams at the refs. I like when he's got his dirty looks all about him on the sideline. But that doesn't win games, folks. That doesn't inspire confidence as a fan. I don't give a shit what his face looks like. I mean, I don't care. As long as we're winning, that's great. But I digress. He has taken a team, and he has absolutely stripped it bare, at the same time touting that he's going to try to bring a championship to Oakland before we leave. That, my friends, is complete horseshit. And that, my friends, is what we've been fed for a very long time. And forgive me 
if I'm a little negative or a little frustrated, but this is the sign that I see and I have seen since he came back. There is no substance to his toutings. There is no solid, valid reason for his exploratory statements as we're going to do all this. Carr is a great quarterback. He'll show you. And let me get on that right now. Carr is not a great quarterback. And I don't give a shit if people, you know, turn me off or whatever they do. I don't care. Carr is not a great great quarterbacks. Don't throw interceptions. What are we going to do about Derek Carr? What if his performance continues along this trajectory this season? Remember, low laid it out for you last week. Carr is due $19.9 million on the third day of the league year 2019. March 5th, 15th, excuse me, by our calculations. So, if you dump him before that date, you only have $7.5 million in dead money on your cap. That's it. You can just move on scot-free. So now that Mac's gone, and the assumption could be that Cooper might not be in the fold, and you're starting to see things. Carl Joseph, seven snaps last night. Obi Melifon was already gone. Yeah, well, Second all these draft pick. picks they've been clearing out. What's to say Carr isn't blown out by the end of this? And then what's to say that when these guys roll into Vegas, they even have a competent product? Right. Let's be honest. The whole point is to build up for the push into the new stadium. That's what the Rams are doing. That thing's going to open inside this two-year window where they're built to win a Super Bowl. If they don't win it, it doesn't fine, but they're still going to have a good football team. How are you going to roll into Vegas with, with no quarterback in a rebuild? I guess the thinking is you're so many years away still from going there that if Derek Carr didn't work out this year and you decided to make that decision, you still have two more seasons. So then you go out, you draft a quarterback, the next quarterback of the future, you start the process over, and hopefully after two seasons, you found yourself the next Sam Darnold and you're ready to go to Vegas with a whole new product. Freaking run Jets. Jet, the jet sweep, it wasn't ran enough last night, but you watch the Rams, how many times they ran those flanker sweeps. Five, every every play, they're sending someone in motion. Absolutely. Greg Papa joining us here on 95.7 The Game. Papa, as always, thank you so much for your time. Last night, the Raiders fall in the debut of John Gruden 2.0. Um, it's easy to nitpick a lot of what happened on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, but was this more indicative of the Rams just being that much better, or do you see some real concerns with this Raider offense? Well, and I heard you guys before I got on, and you guys are hell-bent on getting rid of Derek, Derek Carr. Uh, they, they have a lot invested in Derek. Great quarterbacks do not lose the football. Great quarterbacks manage the game. They keep possession. They don't fall down or throw the ball away when they don't see someone open immediately. He made some bad decisions in the game last night. The uh, the one that bothered me the most was early in the fourth quarter on the third and five when he just threw the ball out of bounds. He just gave up. That's so unlike him. Uh, when he was forced to play as a young player, he had such a gunslinger mentality. I remember him forcing throws that he shouldn't have made. And this play, I don't know why he didn't try to keep the play alive. I don't know what he saw or didn't see to just give up. And then the interception to Littleton when he was trying to throw the comeback to uh, Jordy Nelson, I don't know what he saw there. And that was a bad play. The last one to Marcus Peters. I'm going to answer your question in a roundabout way because the Rams 
are interesting, and I wanted to see how Wade Phillips was going to deploy Akeem Tlaib and Marcus Peters because stylistically they're very different the way they play. And they've asked the young guy to switch sides. He's going over to the right corner of the offensive left, and Tlaib's playing left corner offensive right. But Peters likes to play off. Tlaib likes to play on and, you know, get up and grab you. Well, they asked Tlaib a lot of snaps I saw last night. He was off the line playing like Peters. And when you have both corners playing that way, it's hard to tell if they're playing man or zone. And I, you know, Wade Phillips is known as a guy who likes to play press man. That's what he played certainly in Denver when he had Tlaib and Harris Jr. and Bradley Roby, and they won a Super Bowl. But when they're playing off that far, eight yards off the line of scrimmage, it's hard to tell. And I think even with Peters, it's really hard to tell. The the last interception Derek threw, I think Derek thought they were playing zone. And Marcus Peters would not follow Jared Cook across there, although Derek did throw it like Derek, uh, like uh, the tight end, uh, Jared Cook should have continued across. And I think Jared Cook read it as though it was zone. He stopped on the play. And if he just would have continued, he may have caught that ball, but he stopped, and Peters had the pick six. So it was it was awful in the fourth quarter, uh, and Derek just lost his gunslinger mentality, got down. I was amazed that John did not feature Amari Cooper more and put him in the slot and bunch him. And there's ways to go at these corners. I think they just said, those guys are too good, and we're not going to attack them. And they went at the safety, John Johnson, against Jared Cook. Well, you know, two of the three picks that Derek threw were targeted to Cook. I didn't even get to the one in the first half. He underthrew that ball. I don't know. He was trying to, you know, that's a ball. You're asking Jared Cook to run that far downfield, get two feet down, and go up and Randy Moss it. That's a hard play for Jared Cook. He is who he is. So the Raiders' performance was bad. The lack of a pass rush was glaring. But early in the year when you're playing on the dirt baseball infield, it is hard to generate a pass rush between the 20s. Khalil struggled even early in the year. It's more for an inside player game like Sue and Donald, and that's why the Raiders were called for so many holding penalties because they had to hold those guys inside. So the, the Raiders got a lot of work to do. I don't know where they are. You know, John's telling the ESPN people that we're in the middle of a uh, rebuild. We'll add up what the interior line costs you. Uh, left guard, center, and right guard. You got a lot of money there. You got a lot of veteran players here. The Rams are good, but, uh, you know, Jared Goff did not show me anything last night I haven't seen. When he has a clean pocket and he has that beautiful U shaped pocket and he looks like Jim Plunkett, where he can pull that arm back and sling it, he can make every throw. But when you ask him, you get pressure in his face, you make him reset his feet. He can't do it. And I saw him one time with Arden Key in his face last night on a backside slant. Uh, I think it was a Robert Woods. Pull it down and reset. Made a really good play. That was one of the few, you know, few times I've seen him do that in his career. So, you know, the game was 13-13 late third quarter. I don't know how it disintegrated the way it did. It reminded me of the game Derek played his second year against the Kansas City Chiefs when he had one of the worst fourth quarters in the history of football and threw three interceptions, and essentially three were pick sixes. But the Rams are good, but they are beatable. 
And I just I just don't understand what, what John's game plan was not to try to get the ball to Amari Cooper last night. Greg Papa here on 95.7 The Game. What are we to make of the fact that Carl Joseph played just seven snaps? Might he be another victim in this, quote, rebuild that John Gruden had mentioned to ESPN? He's small. I mean, if you, I, I was shocked that, uh, that Reggie Nelson got snaps over him. I think what I make of it is they have a whole new group of coaches that did not draft Carl Joseph. They like Reggie Nelson. I thought Reggie would get cut. I didn't think he'd make the team based on ability, but they trust him. Paul Gunther trusts him. Marcus Gilchrist did get hurt late in the game, and Carl was forced to play. I mean, you you overreact to where guys were drafted. It doesn't. Once they get in, they you just got to go play. And if they don't care about draft picks or salaries, they're going to pick the best players to play. And they they didn't feel as though Carl. Uh, was there. The one issue he does have, and Joe, we did the draft show when he was drafted. I remember you asking me vividly to this day, are you concerned about his size? And at the time, I wasn't. When I watched him play at West Virginia, he played with such speed, velocity. He came from depth. He blew guys up. When you're watching him against college guys, the lack of size maybe doesn't show. In the NFL, the lack of size is a major concern. He is able to guard guys tightly, but he does not have the ability to play the ball. But I could say the same thing about Reggie Nelson. Uh, you know, Re- Reggie's just, he, he has the same issues. I don't trust him. Uh, they, they play both safeties on each uh, hash. They don't play single high. They, they like to keep two safeties high, Gunther does. So, uh, you know, I was surprised, to be honest with you. I thought Reggie would get cut, but it's a different set of eyes. They, 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 this coaching staff trusts veteran players. That's obvious. You know, John, even going back to when he was here, and had that veteran group with what I call the three wise men, with Rich and, and Jerry and Tim. They're going to trust veteran guys. But I, I think the thing is you look forward to with Carl, they're not going to cut him. Uh, but, you know, Gilchrist did get hurt. So we'll see if, if uh, is Carl's going to have to play in Denver. Pop, which position, in your opinion, played the best? Was it corners? Was it D-line? Receivers? If you had to just say offensive line, D-line? If you had to just say one, one position uh, what group in your mind stayed played wow. the best? What do you think? <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> the, the, the I, place kicker was pretty good. Yeah, you know, I, I thought uh, I thought it was the I thought corners. Yeah, but, I, I was disappointed in Gary Conley. Uh, he got beat repeatedly on that drive that really got him going, and it was off play action. Conley, uh, I think he's a shutdown player. So I, I no, I was not. I thought Conley gave up too many shots. There was one series they took him off the field. And brought in Dominic Rogers, Cromarty, which I'm trying to figure out how they're going to piece it together. And Cromarty got caught over the top and had to take a, a P.I. when he couldn't go back and play the ball. Uh, Rashawn Melvin was just okay. You know, honestly, I thought Leon Hall played really well. And I was shocked. Uh, I didn't think he had much left. If you remember last year, and you probably don't, he was a 49er last year. And I thought he was done. But again, Paul Gunther knows him from Cincinnati. He's a veteran Guy, they're going to trust veteran guys. But overall, no, I, I don't think the secondary played that well. Carr is gun shy. Carr is afraid, and Carr is scared. He gets happy feet, and I'm just going to say what I see. I'm not trying to make anything up, or I'm not against him. I like him. He's a great leader. He has times when he's good, but there are so many times I've seen now, and I've seen enough of it actually that he is not the guy. He's not the quarterback. He's not the guy. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl. Not unless there's a dramatic change in his play 
and I don't see that coming in the near future. We're not going anywhere. He's going to continue to throw picks. He's going to continue to throw the ball away, and the three and outs will pile up. And Marshawn, I love Marshawn 10 years ago, but he's not the same guy. He's injured. He's old. He's tired. Okay? Just like Johnson, our linebacker, injured, old, and tired. We have a lot of injured, old, and tired players on our roster that Gruden brought in. He wants that wisdom. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I want that youth. I want to find someone in the sixth round that becomes a pro bowler and eventually a a, a, a Hall of Famer. They're out there. And unless you pick them and allow them an opportunity to show you what they have, like a Luani, he got rid of a lot of talent when he came here to rebuild with a bunch of old guys. This is exactly uh, what Al Davis did. Now, rest his soul, of course, but I digress. Until the organization starts to look like it's organized, we're going to continue to see buffoonery in the Raiders. I have little hope for the season. I know it's only one game, but it's not about the game. It's about the team, and it's about the coaching, and it's about the, it's about the team and the coaching. And if you looked at our team in this game, There was nothing in their eyes but fear, okay? And I I honestly honestly don't like that at all. I think that's part of coaching. I think Gruden is rough and gruff, and I think he rubs guys the wrong way. Uh, Del Rio, as bad as he might have been, he at least guys love playing for him. John Gruden is not that guy. He has shown these players that he doesn't care if you're talented. He doesn't care about anything. But if you don't, if he doesn't like you, he's going to get rid of you. What kind of job security is that for a player? I mean, that's a beginning of cancer as far as I'm concerned. I think our organization is in bad shape. I think it's showing with the players and the way they're playing. And I think it's going to continue through this season. Now, Maybe it's rebuilding, and maybe it's going to get a lot better. I hope so. But this is not what the promise was. This is not what we were told at the beginning of this hire. We were given a pile of shit and told to make chicken salad. As a fan, it insults me. How many freaking times do we have to rebuild this organization? Come on, fans. You tell me. You call up and tell me where I'm wrong. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear the other side because I don't see the other side. I'd love to be more positive. I'd love to say, you know, we have this going and we have that going, but we ain't got nothing going. We got no special teams. We got our kicker that's shit. We got we got nobody. Hester, the guy that was supposed to be all that, they got rid of him. This is what's wrong with this organization. There's a lot of hoopla and then a lot of letdown. And I'm tired of it. It's dysfunctional already in my eyes. I will sit and cheer my team on. Trust me, I still got season tickets. But I think the organization's in a world of hurt. And I don't know what it's going to take to fix it because I think it's really fucked up. And I'm sorry about the word and the language. I apologize. But that's how I feel. Now let's go to the Broncos game. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. Let me ride 
week looked like a real team. He played very well. Case Keenum is the real deal. Case Keenum holds on to the football. Case Keenum gets the ball where it has to be, and he is not afraid to take a hit. Derek Carr is paranoid. Case Keenum is a way better quarterback, and he has better weapons. And their defense hasn't changed very much at all. They're going to come after us. They're going to come after us on defense, and they're going to put points on the offense. I would love to say we're going to go in Denver and take this game, but I will tell you right now how I see it. We're starting this season 0-2, and that's not good because that shows exactly what I'm saying. We could win in Denver if we play out of our minds. If the super freaks come out and we get lucky, um, we could play well. But Marquette King, make no mistake, he's going to put the ball on the two-yard line every time he punts. That I tell you for sure. And that, myself, is just a tragedy that Gruden got his panties in a bunch and let Marquette King go. How do you let go of a guy that is so talented for a rookie who is not talented? 43 yards average and quarter compared to 56. You do the math. It's a travesty for us as fans. I'm sad. I'm sad about the organization. Um, I think we're all we're going the wrong direction. Uh, unfortunately, I had a lot of hope for Gruden. I don't have any hope now. Uh, because we are continuing to cut players that we've had before, Calhoun. We're going on and on. We brought Martavius Bryant back, a guy who is one toke from uh, ending his, his career in the NFL. And I guess we let him go so we didn't have to pay him a bonus. Is that cheap shit or what? That, that to me, is just – is that inspire him to play? Hardly. I don't know what is happening in Raiderland, but I can tell you as a fan, I'm tired. I'm tired of rebuilding because it seems to be a yearly freaking experience. I thought we were in the right direction. We were going to playoffs, and then Del Rio gets fired. We get Gruden, and here we go again with the absolute horse crap that they try to hand us about how they were going to try to win in Oakland. You're going to try to win in Oakland. You keep this team together. You keep Mac, keep everybody in place and add, you don't cut everybody out and subtract and then add old ass pieces trying to make a roster. So it's not too bad. Uh, I, I don't believe in this organization at all. I know the players are playing their ass off because they have to, but I'm not happy with Veggie, certainly not happy with Mark. And Gruden, man, he's got a lot more to prove than what he's proven. And I don't give a shit about his face in the field. And that he can take that Chucky doll and put it in his ass. Because I, he doesn't have that Chucky factor now. He has the factor of an old has-been coach that's trying to rebuild an organization and then trying to keep the fans excited about it. Uh, it ain't working for me. And I don't think it's working for any Raider fan that has half a wit because uh, 
it is crap and it's going to continue to be crap uh, maybe until they move to Vegas. And I'm hoping, me personally, I'm hoping they move next year. I hope they get the hell out of here. Stop wasting all of our time and money because I don't want to see another year like this. I don't want to see another rebuild. Let them do that shit over there. Let those fans in Vegas cope with the rebuilding of the Raiders there. Don't rebuild them here and then move a good team there. I, I, I ain't buying that shit. But just go. Just go to Vegas, Mark. Get the hell out of here. Leave Oakland. Go to Vegas. Good luck. Don't let the door hit you on the, your ass on the way out. I'm ready for it. I think we're all ready for it. I don't want to see them play here. They're not putting any energy, any money, any effort into Oakland. That is a fact. I'll stand by that all day. We're going to lose to Denver in Denver. And I don't think it's going to be a very pretty game. But I predict we're going to lose because we don't have the core of good players that we had in the past. We don't have Mac. We don't have the defensive anchor. We have no pass rush at all. None. Arden Key? Really? Seriously? Uh, (laughs) Don't buy the hype because it's bullshit. I'm not. I'm just going to watch our team play. I hope for the best. But um, they're not showing nothing to me. I don't see it. I'm looking for it. I'm trying to find it in this cavalcade of crap. But all I see is another art shell year. I see us winning maybe six, maybe four games. I'm not sure. But that's my prediction. It's still right now. So we'll see what happens. But until then, man, until I see a turnaround, and I don't think playing a a, <laughs> a division opponent's going to make a difference at all in the way our team plays. I don't think it's going to. Hope I'm wrong. Hope we win. If we win, I'll eat it. But I don't think I'm wrong. And if you're honest with yourself, I don't think I'm wrong either. So let's go to Denver. Let's give it a good chance. That's what I'm hoping for. But I ain't buying any of that pie-in-the-sky horseshit they're trying to sell us in Oakland because if it looks like a duck and it sounds like a duck and it craps like a duck, well, it's a duck. And that's about it. And that's all I have to say on this show. It's all I have to say. Nothing else I can say. I think Denver will win by two touchdowns. And that's my prediction of the score. So. Let's get to the bone line because I can hardly wait to hear you guys uh, tell me how jacked up I am. (laughs) I can hardly wait. So let's get to it. All right, Raider Nation, it's time for the bone line. You know the number, 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181. Get on it if you have something to say, and even if you don't, get on it, because uh, we need to hear from you guys, because I am just floating around out here thinking this is only me. I hope I'm wrong, but who knows? Let's get to our first bone line call. 
And our first caller is Raider Todd out of beautiful Long Beach, California. What's up, my Raider brother? Hey, uh, Raider Greg. Uh, this is Raider Todd in Long Beach. Just saying, been listening to this show for, I don't know, since 2008, maybe? Love the show to death. Thanks for thanks for keeping up and uh, staying with it. I, I, I'll need you throughout the season. Uh, I think I have an unpopular opinion on the Mac situation, but I don't mind the fact that they traded him. And I'll tell you why. A lot of people are like, oh, well, Mark Davis is just being so cheap or Gruden's being cheap and not paying him, when really the problem is you have to field a balanced team. Now, with Mac's contract and Carr's contract, it would be over a third of the, the money allocated for 53 men would be going uh, to two players, right? And so then if you remember back in the end of the Al days, when we had the when before Reggie came in and they had all the quote whacked out contracts, they had tons of dead money and they couldn't afford uh, to bring any players on the team because they just didn't have the cap space allowed, you know. So you're going to walk into that situation again with having Mac and Carr, and you realize the team pretty much, unless you get in some good you know young rookies who are cheap before they ask for their big contracts, you're you're going to kind of put the level of talent the team has at a stalemate. Now, obviously, you're going to lose, you know, a ton of talent with Mac, and I love watching Mac play, and he's been one of the funnest Raiders to watch on the field, and I get that. Um, but if you think about it, there's only one other team that pays two $20 million players, and that's Washington. And last year, they were 7-9. and nine. If you look at successful organizations like Green Bay or the Patriots, they pay one guy a ton of money, and then they, they feel the balance team around him. Uh, and, and that's the way that, you know, once once uh, the Patriots get a player to a certain level, they don't pay him, they let him move on, they get draft picks, and they hope to, you know, bring some young people through there. So, I mean, that's the way that winning organizations are doing. I know right now the Eagles have a pretty big payroll, but they don't have two $20 million guys. Um, and then, you know, to the people that think that um, we're suddenly the team's going to get terrible uh, after the loss of Mac, if you think about it this way, we were 12-4 and four two years ago with a bottom third defense, and that was with Mac. So we're going to lose some talent there, but we have a new O coordinator now. We have some new young guys that are going to be rushing up the middle. Uh, we got Key. that looks great. Hurst, I think this defense is going to be better than last year's defense, even with uh, Mac gone. So uh, I think that actually there's going to be – obviously we're not going to see – the pressure and the run, run stoppage that Mac provided, but I think we might actually have a more balanced defense um, this year. And just for a little bit of context, what Mac was going to be paid, what he got paid, was almost by the annually by the Bears was almost as much as the Raiders pay each year for their offensive line. And there, or I think it was two years ago, right before they had Jackson as best big contract. But if you think about it. You could field one of the best defensive lines in the league with paying just a little bit more than you'd pay for one Mac. So I think there has to be some sort of balance uh, going on with the team. Or else, again, we're going to be hamstrung for money. I think this move was sad to watch happen because everybody loved Mac. He was a great guy. But it showed that, you know, John Gruden and Reggie are going to be cold-blooded and they're going to do what's best to kind of field a balanced team versus a team with two megastars that's completely lopsided. You got, you know, 11 men on the field on defense. 
you can't have one guy hoarding all the cash so everybody else is, you know, some undrafted free agent from somewhere. All right, Raider Greg, you have a good one. Talk to you soon. Thanks for doing the show. Bye-bye. Well, that was very balanced. It was very articulate. It was very fact-based. But let me throw this, this at you. In the trade, why didn't we trade for one of their best defensive players? Why didn't we get talent for talent and then a first-round pick as well? What was the deal with Marquette King? He wasn't going to affect anybody's cap space, but a dynamic player nonetheless, a winner on special teams. Derek Carr is not the guy. He's proven time in and time out, especially after his injuries, he's not going to change. He is a gun-shy quarterback. I hope he gets better. But we overpaid him early, and I think that was a mistake. We should work rework his contract to begin with, first of all. Second of all, Gruden just totally stripped out all the decent players that we had. He cut everybody. And he brought in a lot of older players on cheap end contracts to try to plug some holes. And I don't know what his plan is, but it doesn't seem like a very good plan to me because Veggie McKenzie can't pick his nose, uh, let alone pick a player. I don't I don't have zero confidence between Gruden and Reggie. I don't have very much confidence in them being able to replace the talent that was Mac. Yeah, he had to go. It was a lot of money. I understand that. But what I don't understand is where we stand today. So although you have a lot of facts and you did a good job, it doesn't explain why our team is so lame. And I mean lame decisions. Uh, like Marquette King was bad. Um, I mean, <laughs> we got rid of our best possession receiver, Crabtree. Yeah, he was a pain in the ass. Yep, we needed to pay him too. Because we're not getting any production out of anybody else right now, except for Cook. So we'll see. But Mac was a symptom of a poorly run organization. They came out with nothing. They had to get a player. They should have gotten a player for that guy to at least solidify some kind of pass rush. Didn't happen. That's poor management in my eyes. I don't see it being a good idea. And although they had to get rid of Mac, that was a poor, poor trade, in my opinion. But you did a good job. And I agree with a lot of what you said. But the proof is in the pudding that we have, and it's sour pudding, bro. Appreciate the call and the knowledge, man. And our next caller is Raider Rob from Maryland. What's going on, bro? What's happening there in Maryland? Not a hurricane. No, it's too far south. What's up, man? Hey, Raider Greg. It's Raider Rob from Maryland. It's Thursday. Just listening to your new podcast. Thanks for you and Randy for putting it out. It's good as always. And, uh, yeah, man, this Cleo Max shit sucks. I mean, he's my favorite player on the team. Badass. But, you know, the only thing that matters for this team is Derek Carr. If Derek Carr can, like, become 
a good quarterback, like a top five quarterback, they'll be all right, man. Now, this is before Monday night, and I have no idea what's going to happen with those dudes. But if Derek Carr can step it up, if Gruden can make him a like legit all-pro quarterback, they'll be fine. I hope. Who knows? Go Raiders. I do like the rookies on defense, though. And that Fidel Brown guy is a fucking animal. Later. Well, it's past Monday, and I don't know what you think, but I don't think Carr's the guy. I think he's afraid to get hurt again. Our offensive line did a great job. He had time. He had time and he could move, but he was afraid. He had fear all over his face. That's not a top five QB in my book. There's a lot more work that has to go on there. Just one game. Let me just say it's just one game. Who knows? He could be the second coming of who knows who. But as far as I can see right now, it's his fourth year, man. It is time for him to be way better than he's shown so far. And don't get me wrong, he's a great leader, but we overpaid him for his talent that I see right now. So let's hope the season shows him to be much better. But right now, he's overpaid, bro. My opinion. Thanks for the call. And our next caller is the stranger from a faraway land. It's very mysterious, brother. But that's fine. What you got for us, man? What's up, Raider Greg Randy? This is The Stranger in a Faraway Land. Sorry, Greg, bro, but I just can't share your pessimism until I have no other choice. I have to see the cup half full. Yeah, we lost our best player, but I still think the defensive unit overall is better than what we had last year. Our two starting corners from last year are out of football. That should tell us everything you need to know. Smith, gone. Brother full gone. The defense can't get any worse than last year. Besides, how can it not be any better in the secondary? you got to like our chances this year with Conley covering Brandon Cooks instead of Sean Smith, a la Saints opener 2016, getting burned. Anyway, all the talking head pundits are giving us five or six wins because we lost Mac, but, you know, I just don't see it. There's no way we can't win more games than last year with the cupcake schedule we have. I'm thinking minimum eight and eight. If they can make the Rams look game competitive and don't get completely blown out, I think we'll be okay this year. Besides, if we have to play the Rams, the first game is the best opportunity to get them before they catch fire, you know, since he's never played a snap in preseason together. You know, their linebackers are kind of the weak link. If we can expose them there and also get some pressure up front on Goff with the new rookies that we have, uh, I think it can be a competitive game. And uh, I think you guys are going to be surprised come Tuesday morning. Now go Raiders! Well, I'm not surprised, bro. I hope you're not surprised. I think you kind of knew deep inside what was going to happen. We have no pass rush zero. Uh, the previous caller said we had, you know, Brown and all. We don't have it. We don't have the pass rush. Not yet. Not with this team. Um, <laughs> golf had all day to throw the ball, and we got pummeled. So our defense is not better. Our secondary is better, i got to admit. It's better. At least in the first half it was. The second half, we were all lost. It's a new team. We re we're rebuilding, bro. 
so we can agree to disagree. But I, you know, as far as half full, I'd love to see it half full, bro. I wish I could see it that way. But I have seen this movie with this team so many freaking times that I can call the ending. And uh, eight wins, you're dreaming, bro. Six if we're lucky. Six wins if we're lucky. Because the teams that were garbage last year are looking better this year, with the exception of the Raiders. So I hope that you, you know, can see me and see what I say and understand what I'm trying to get across here. I want them to win. I want them to be successful. But I just don't see it. And I wish I could. Thanks for the call and the comment, brother. And our next caller is Big Al. Calling from Georgia. Beautiful place, man. Uh, Georgia's beautiful. So what's happening, man? What you got for us? Raider Greg, Raider Net, Raider Randy. What's going on, buddy? Al from Georgia. In mourning with this Khalil Mack thing. But here's the deal. No team has ever won a Super Bowl with a 20-plus million-dollar quarterback and a 20-plus million-dollar defensive player. That being said, go Raiders. I need to stop reading these articles because they're, they're, they're messing with my head. I mean, the Raiders did what they had to do. What Gruden proved was one player is not bigger than the whole team. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, he got his $100 million, But his $100 million don't count against the cap. That's the thing about that. I mean, I, I hate to see the guy go, but, you know, it's time to move on. Beat the Rams. Peace. Well... I'm sorry again because you this is after the Rams game so I'm just want to just share some love with you guys that you know or I was being negative I was being negative but I did call the score The Rams are a complete team they're complete and every every place except linebacker they're a little weak but on all other levels they're pretty good I mean, real good. They'll be Super Bowl contenders, I think. The Raiders are miles and miles and miles away from a playoff game, let alone contending for a championship. We traded Mac, and we didn't get another player. I mean, why didn't we get a player from the Bears to come to the Raiders and then get a, a, a first-round pick, but a good, solid defensive lineman from the Bears. Where, where was that trade? Because first-round picks mean nothing. It's a crapshoot. You guys know that. So the articles, all of them I read, too, they were making me sick to my stomach, but there were good points in every freaking one of them. And our defense, and listen, no team, and let me throw this at you, has ever won a championship with a mediocre defense. Nobody. So I know the, the, the millions and millions, but we're talking about players and players in here, and we didn't do very good. That trade sucked ass. 
Uh, sucked like our defense does right now. And it should get better throughout the year. I bet you they do. I'm not saying it's going to be doom and gloom. What I'm saying is the trade was a horrible, horrible debacle. And uh, we did a terrible job. Veggie McKenzie blows at these kind of things. And I don't know if John's any better, but as, as a fan, it was an epic failure in my eyes because we didn't get anyone to help us on our defense. They could have traded for one of their defensive linemen. I'm sure they'd have gone for it, but they didn't. They didn't ask for it. They wanted their two first-round picks, which means zero to me. Appreciate the call. Totally get it, bro. And our next caller is Raider Tony, the Northwest Raider. What you have for us, brother? Raider Nation. Raider Greg, this is uh, Raider Tony, the Northwest Raider, calling from a cloudy Pacific Northwest Sunday. The Seattle Seahawks just lost to the Broncos. I got to say that anytime the Seahawks lose up here for a Raider fan, it does bring a smile to your face, except if it's to an AFC West rival. Then I say, screw both of them. Broncos. Keep looking forward to beating you guys this year. And Seahawks, the Sea Chickens, you too. But anyway, so, uh, you know, just calling about tomorrow's game against the Rams. I can't wait, man. I mean, seriously, Raider Greg, we've all been waiting for months. <laughs> and, uh, you know, especially ever since, the, you know, bringing, you know, we hire Chucky, it just brings an extra bit of excitement. Um, you know, because it's a Monday night game, you know, in the next day's work, we're not going to fly out to watch the game tomorrow. Um, it's just hard to come, you know, unless you plan in advance to make the night games coming in from out of state like we would be doing. Uh, you know, we still have several of the games uh, planned, uh, so we'll be flying to a lot of the games. In fact, right now it's six of the eight home games. Um, not going to London, and uh, we're not going to tomorrow's game but it looks like we're going to make it to all the other games. So we'll be flying out of SeaTac a lot. So I just can't wait for the season, man. And, uh, but about tomorrow's game, just my two cents, St. St. Louis, I was going to say St. Louis Rams. They're the LA Rams again, the lambs. Uh, you know, they're a really solid team, just like you said in the podcast. And, you know, I didn't really watch them much last year, but, Living up here in the Northwest, you know, I got to see them when they played the Seahawks because they televised those games up here. And, uh, you know, I mean, they got the beat down. I mean, the Rams came up here and beat down and pretty much put the nail in the coffin of the Seahawks era that they had, their little run that they had. And, uh, I mean, to a point where even Seahawks fans were saying that, you know, this was it. It was the Rams division now. And I agree. Uh, Rams are the best team in the NFC West. They've got a solid defense. I think it's going to be one of the best defenses this year. Um, but on offense, uh, they've got some good receivers, a great running back. Uh, Jeff Goff, if you put pressure on him, uh, you know, he'll make mistakes. So the key is putting pressure on him. We're going to miss Khalil Mack big time because we're going to have to put pressure on Goff. If you put pressure on him, he will throw interceptions. Yeah, you know, I watched him at Cal. He hasn't changed much. 
he's better, but I mean, he's still, you know, he still has those same tendencies. Um, yeah. And speaking of Khalil Mack, damn, not, not, not sure what else to say. Uh, you know, we gave up two draft picks for him and, you know, in this day and age in free agency, it, it, uh, excuse me, we got two first round draft picks for him. And, uh, you know, in this day and age in free agency, it's hard to keep guys like that that want that much. We could have done it. I'm not happy about it. Uh, those two draft picks, I I really, I don't think it was worth it. But, you know, I understand. You know, all teams go through this. The Patriots, the Steelers, they all at times give up big-name free agents and uh, decide to not keep some big names. They all do it. So, uh, you know, it's not just the Raiders. It's a lot. It's everyone. So, you know, I understand it. it's a business. Um, Mac will miss you. It is what it is. But back to the Rams game, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough game, in my opinion. And so I don't know, you know, we're a team in transition, but we're the Raiders. I mean, the super freaks, like you have said, <laughs> Raider Greg can come out at any time. And, you know, I got that, that term from you. The Raiders really are the super freaks. I mean, last year against Philadelphia, they went to Philadelphia with a losing record, playing a, a Eagles team that had home field advantage to play for. So Eagles were fighting for home field advantage. They had to beat us. And we basically, I mean, it was 10-10 going into the fourth quarter, and, you know, we all know what happened at last, our, our final drive, Derek Hart through that interception. You know, but we played a hell of a game, and they should have won that game. Eagles went on to win the Super Bowl. So we went toe-to-toe with the Super Bowl champions and had them beat, you know. And with better coaching, we would have beat them. So, you know, those are the super freaks. So the Raiders are capable of anything at any time. So I, although I'm not going to make any predictions about tomorrow's game because I know it's going to be a tough game, the Rams are, are a really good team. They're the best team in their division and probably, you know, the second best team in the NFC. But we can play them you know, with Chucky and good coaching on our side, you know, anything's possible. So who knows? So I'm not going in with any, you know, expectations except just to enjoy the game. As long as they play hard, uh, that's all I'm going to want. And that's all I'm going to, you know, really expect. And then anything better than that will be just uh, gravy on the biscuit, you know, frosting on the cake or whatever. Anyway, I'm out. Go Raiders. Well, Raider Tony, by now you know the Super Freaks did not come out to play. And an interesting thing you said about Carr throwing interception at a pivotal moment in the Eagles game, and he threw two picks in this game. So my question, Mark, is who do we have at quarterback? Really? Is he really the guy? And he's been here a long time. He's been here four years, five years. Um... Those are mistakes for a $25 million man, bro. I just don't see it. And right now, uh, you can look at our team and you can tell me. Because I'm waiting for you guys to tell me. And so far, the callers haven't really seen the Rams game yet. So I'm waiting for some of those callers post-Rams um, to solidify my position. Um, I hope we do better. But it's a it's gonna be a long road. Appreciate the call, bro. Our next caller is Raider Patrick, and he's in Green Bay, man. That's tough. 
That's tough hostile territory there. That's a great team. How could you not want to see Green Bay win? I mean, NFC-wise, Rodgers is a Cal alumni, and he was great at Cal. So what can I say? What you got for us, man? Hey, Raider Greg. This is Patrick from Green Bay, and I'm a Raider fan living in Green Bay. And uh, even though the Raiders are my favorite team, the Green Bay Packers, I've lived here for two years now in Green Bay. They're my second favorite team. I'm hoping for the Dream Super Bowl of Raiders Packers and seeing Khalil Mack just dominate the first half uh, with the Packers against the Packer offenses and making me sick as seeing Khalil Mack do what he's doing for the Bears against the Packers is just horrible. The only thing worse would be if tomorrow the Raiders give up 40-plus points to the Rams, hoping that's not going to happen. But, man, I'm feeling a little sick seeing what Khalil Mack has been doing for the Bears, and hopefully the Raiders Raiders will step up tomorrow and maybe don't give up 40-plus or 30-plus points against the Rams. We'll see tomorrow night. Anyway, enjoy the podcast. This is Patrick from Green Bay. All right, Patrick. Well, again – they didn't give up 40 points. Uh, they gave up 33 points, um, mostly fourth quarter, third and fourth. It was over. The talent was obviously not in our side, and neither was the scheme. And Gruden looked lost, as did Carr with his two interceptions. Uh, it's going to be a hard season, bro. We are rebuilding. This is my mantra of this season we are back again for the 15th freaking time rebuilding the organization rebranding the raiders we're revamping whatever the hell they want to call it got rid of greg papa they are actually shaking the foundations here in oakland i guess so they can shake loose and leave i don't know i don't care but i do know this They're not going to win a championship in Oakland. They're not going to come close to a championship in Oakland. Now that you can see. So I just think we have to just hope that our team develops and watch the rebuild as it goes on. Because any other predictions are fallacy. Sorry about that. That was my phone and that was my daughter. And uh, so that's the way that is. I have to take those calls, you know. But anyway, it is what it is, man. We all have to just suck it up this year. And that's what we've been doing for a long time, so we're used to it. And our next caller, my very good brother, the Desert Raider. That's Raider Sid, for all you guys don't know who he is. What's up, bro? What up, Raider Nation? Raider Randy, Raider Greg. This is Raider Sid, a.k.a. The Desert Raider. Oh, man. Game one is tonight. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. But I got to tell you, man, watching Khalil play last night, it tore me up. He is a beast. He is a monster. And everything he did last night on Sunday Night Football, he was supposed to do it in a silver block. I understand why they made the trade. I don't agree with it. I think we threw away 
know, part of our of our raiders, if you will. Uh, he's a great player. He's going to go into the hall. Uh, we better hit on our extra first round draft picks. I understand why they did it. I agree, but I'm on board with it now. Fuck it. Let's go, Raiders. Let's take care of business tonight. All right. Raider Nation. This is Raider Sid. The Desert Raider. I'm out. Yeah, I watched him, too. I had to watch him because I knew he's, you know, he's special. We've been watching him do this stuff since he came here. Strip sack. Then a interception for a touchdown. What more could you ask from a defensive player? And they lost. Chicago lost. But the point is, why didn't we get a player instead of a pick? Why didn't we take one of their best defensive linemen instead of a pick? Why didn't we replace some pass rush ability for our team instead of a crapshoot? So disappointing. Veggie McKenzie is over his freaking head at this position. Poor decision. Him and Gruden blew this trade completely. We we needed to get somebody else to help us on a defense. Our rookies are fine. I mean, they'll be okay. They're learning. But that, that tells me that they don't give a shit about this season or next season. They're rebuilding. They don't care about Oakland winning. That whole bunch of crap was a... You know, it's a popcorn fart. means it has no substance, no smell, no nothing. It might as well not have happened. So, yeah, I feel you, bro. And the Rams, they shellacked us like they should have, and the rest is history. So let's move on and watch this rebuild continue to happen, brother, because that's where we are. Appreciate the call. And our next caller is the R-V-A Radar. What you have for us, Raider Trip? What's up? Raider Greg, this is Raider Trip, a.k.a. the RVA Raider. Just uh, left my buddy's house in the fourth quarter. Car just threw a wild interception. Don't quite know what he was thinking. I I had to watch the replay because when it happened, I said it didn't even look like he was hit. What was going on? And then they showed it. That was all I needed to see. I think that's pretty much going to sum up how our season goes. I'll tell you, man, when the Cleo Max trade was announced last week, that was kind of a little bit of a tipping point for me. I decided to cancel my NFL direct ticket and decided that this season I'm not going to spend any money on the Raiders. I'll watch it for free when I can, but it's just been too much of a time and money commitment for me. Uh, I've been going to two games a season for the past number of years, and don't get me wrong, I have fun, but it's just been too much money to spend on a team that seems like it's completely inept and being run. Uh, I just don't – it's completely inexcusable to lose Khalil Mack. I don't know how you're going to pay their car $125 million and pay Chucky $100 million and you don't save enough money for your best player. It's just inexcusable, and it's very frustrating. Um, 
I think I'm just going to take a little bit of a break this year. You know, I'll, I'll catch up on the stats, watch them when it's free. But, you know, I just got other stuff going on. I, I, I just, this is just nonsense. Anyhow, I'm always going to support the Raiders. I just got to take a step back. Anyways, Raider Nation, here's hoping that the rest of 2018 looks better. I'm out. Well, there you go. I'm not saying lose hope or anything else, but I totally agree with you. Um, I bought season tickets again this year, and it's really hard for me to get up to even go, honestly. The buffoonery of the Raiders continues. You've been a fan for a long time. Like, all you guys have been a fan. How many times are we going to rebuild this freaking team? How many times are we starting over? How many times do we have to watch games like Monday night and watch Carr throw two interceptions, you know, because he can throw the ball all over the field? Yeah, he can while he's standing in the middle of the grass. But you put pressure on him and he folds like a cheap suit. I don't think he's the guy. He plays well at times, and other times he sucks. His decision-making, hard for me to see. Both those interceptions, I mean, there were three. There were three, I think. One for an interception for a touchdown. One with Jordy Nelson on the cutback route. Didn't happen. And then one in the end zone. That's three interceptions from the $125 million man. I've had enough. I don't need to see him anymore. And A.J. McCarron, I don't even, whatever. How do you bring those two guys all through camp, and then you bring a rookie in, a guy who you fell, who grew and fell, falls in love with guy, he fell in love with Johnny Manziel. He was trying to get us to draft Manziel. I'm so happy that we didn't listen to him then. We have to listen to him now. The Mac trade blew. The fact that we didn't get another defensive player to replace him was a bad trade. Bad. I don't give a shit about first-round picks. We need bodies that could penetrate. And, uh, well, just enjoy the season, bro. I don't, I don't, you know, it's not, I'm not calling you a non-fan or whatever, but I get it. I am standing right next to you. I get it. And I'm not trying to be all negative. I'm just real. It's frustrating as hell, as you all know. Thanks for the call, bro. And the girlfriend of all girlfriends. Haven't heard her in a while. Glad she's back. She is Callie in the South. I love this girl. What's up, girlfriend? Callie in the South, Raider. Are you freaking kidding me? This is a freaking absolute monstrosity. I thought after the preseason when we lost to the Rams, like, I'm pretty sure it was three points, that we were going to, without Derek Carr, that we were going to kick their ass. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? This was a nightmare. I stayed up. The game out here in Louisiana didn't start till 10 o'clock almost. And here it is, um, 12.30, stayed out here and watched this monstrosity when we were ahead 
Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Okay. All I got to say is this. John Gruden totally screwed up by freaking getting rid of every good player that we ever had. Um, do I blame that all on John? Because did he have all that authority? No, but he had a lot of it. So I do blame a lot of it on him. And he sat there. He used to be cute, but then he sat there like looking like a drunken stupor guy. I don't know. I'm, I can go on for hours about this, but the bottom line is Derek Carr threw those interceptions that killed us. And I don't know what to say about it. I'm heartbroken. Um, I'm heartbroken. I thought we were going to be 1-0, and and we're 0-1. What can I say? We're going to win. We're going to keep, we're going to win. That's what I can say. We're going to win. Kelly in the South, out. Well, I have to agree with you, Kelly in the South. It was disturbing. Uh, Three picks by our quarterback. I don't need to say any more than that. Disgusting. Sorry you stayed up to watch it, but I would have stayed up to watch it too. Um, Yeah. We're going to win. Six games, maybe, if uh, we get it together. That's my prediction. But, um, yeah, John Gruden (laughs) dismantled the team in the rebuild, and here we are again. We were rebuilding, so expectations should be lowered appropriately. Love the call, girl. Thank you. And our next caller from El Centro, California. Raider Loon is in the house. I like this guy's got great takes. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Loon from El Central California. And uh man, we just lost in a horrible way just because uh I wanted to see what Derek Carr had this season to uh really, really drive the team. And um we just saw the same car, man. Uh, he, we've seen this. This is who he is. He really does fold, fold up under pressure, and he starts seeing ghosts. He gets in his own head. You saw it tonight. People think this is just going to be something that he's going to bounce back from. And in Denver, you're going to see when Von Miller comes around that corner and sacks him once or twice, or if he gets pressure up in his face, the guy can't handle it. He can't. He barely took a hit tonight, and it looked like he injured himself. Barely. The guy barely sneezed on him. It looked like he injured himself. But, I mean, it's easy to bag on car and everything like that. Um, it just sucks to just see this game and really start coming to the realization that, you know, we might have paid the wrong guy first. But um, it is what it is. You know, you're going to hear that. That's the hot take. Everyone's going to be saying that. We paid the wrong guy first. But, um We'll see how the rest of the season unfolds. I think we're going to have a top five pick. The Raiders are going to have a top five pick just by themselves. And we'll see whatever the Bears, they lay lost to. So we'll see whatever they end up with. We might have two top ten picks. So that'd be great for us going in the future. Anyways, Raider Greg and Randy, this is Raider Loon from North Central California. Really bummed. I'm out. Well, that was well said, bro. 
Did we pay the wrong guy? I don't know. Maybe Carr will bounce back, but he looks scared. He looks scared during that game. He will look scared every time he gets pressure. He gets happy feet. He doesn't run out of the pocket like he used to when he first, you know, he used to be so dynamic. He'd split out of the pocket, throw, get a, those days are over, man. He is going to be a pocket passer. This is Gruden's offense. Um, he didn't move the pocket very much at all. I, you know, I saw what you saw. Three interceptions is enough for me. He's done it before. He's going to do it again. I don't think he's the guy. I get a lot of crap for that, but uh, he's proven who he is, bro. Proven who he is. Thanks for the call. And our next caller is the Prez. You know him. <laughs> I love him. What's happening, my friend? Good morning, Raider Nation. This is the Prez. Calling from the barge. I got my career back working offshore, so I'm back up to sea. I'd like to salute Raider Greg, Raider Randy, as always, and the Raider Nation. Getting to the point. We witnessed a bit of a letdown. We did. And I'm not trying to be the positive beacon of light like I always sound upbeat, but we have to take some things into consideration, Raider Nation. And one of them is that, hey, for one, that offensive line is a weakling. So with the new guy there, you know, um, it's going to take a little time. Number two, we kind of pampered up starting line during the preseason. Now, I know we don't want to take chances with players getting hurt, but you cannot let those guys just sit there and get rushed like that. We played against a polished team, and it kind of showed. With Carr, okay, I'm not going to, you know, panic just yet because it's rust. It's rain rust. Give it to about week four or five. Week three, you'll start seeing, you know, what's kind of in the works or whatnot. And then there you have it, but it's much too soon. Mind you, everybody on the team is brand new. John Gruden kind of rooted everybody and, you know, kind of put his folks in. They got to learn the X's and O's and they got to form a chemistry. That's the only thing I hate about it when you destroy something that's already working and you play shit, and then you got to start back all over again getting the chemistry. So, anyway, um, the Mac situation um, has kicked in. I hated to see him go, and, you know, it is what it is and stuff. Um, he didn't show up. We can go on and on, and we can run and rave and stuff like that, but he didn't want to get a Raider. My um, interpretation is he probably didn't want to play with John Gruden. And when um, he walked and stormed out there practice when they fired their coach, I kind of was concerned about that because it's kind of out of character for him. But nonetheless, when you don't show up, when you don't participate, you don't communicate, all indicated leads to that, hey, you're not on board. So we did the best thing by letting them go. Yes, it hurt to see him play um, light, lights out with Green Bay. Um, I'm sorry, with the Bears. And uh, furthermore, we just got to just really just hold on, buckle up. John Gruden is not going to let that lie. There's a lot going on in the state. There's a lot going on. We got to win. We got a brand new stadium coming up. It's embarrassing to lose on the main stage, and I'm pretty sure he pissed off. Um, Carr's going to have to, like, you know, gain some confidence, and he's going to have to kind of, like, shake that rust off again. I have to repeat myself. But hold on, Raider Nation. we got to get ready for a long season. We have to get ready to compromise that, hey, this is a brand-new team. 
we lost one of our best defensive players ever. So surely that's going to like also be a main concern and a factor nonetheless. Okay, I said enough. Uh, I hope to see everybody when I go there. Uh, week four, I will be in Oakland. We play the Cleveland Browns. I will um, try to look for you, Raider Greg, to shake your hand in person, and um, it'll be an honor. Raider Randy, hope to see you as well. Raider Nation, I'm saluting you, and this is the press, and so long. Don't panic. God bless. Well, again, the press has to, well, you're trying to be a voice of reason and calm, which is good because a lot of people are freaking out, including me. We didn't just lose Mac, though. We lost Mac, and we lost a, a 22 other guys that were playing, you know, okay. Um, way better than our defense is now. And Carr's not the guy. There's no rust. Carr's played. He's played. It's the fourth year, bro. Come on, man. Three interceptions. Really? Then he falls down. He gets touched. Like, oh, my gosh, I've been touched. No, 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 man. Carr. <laughs> Carr is not the guy. I don't know how long it's going to take us to realize that, but I, I don't see it. Once he got his back broke, he ain't been the same since. And I don't expect anything different to change. That's my opinion. It's going to be a hard season. We're all going to have to hang, like you said, and just watch what happens because we're in the middle of another rebuild. That is just freaking disgusting. Thanks for the call and the positive vibe. And our next caller is Raider Jim, calling from the East Coast. I hope you're not in the Carolinas, bro. Uh, if you are, be safe. God bless you and all of yours. What you got for us, my Raider brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is a disappointed Raider Jim calling from the East Coast after the opening night collapse against the Los Angeles Rams. I was watching the Raiders in the first half, and I, like probably much of the nation, was momentarily excited. I saw a team playing with energy. I saw an offense that looked like it had a good rhythm. The defense was kind of bending but not breaking. Uh, I, I noticed in the first half there was no, no pass rush, which was uh, disappointing. Um, I, I guess I put too much stock into the preseason, which I'm apt to do when being a Raiders fan and looking for any sign of, of hope. And I'm not even going to talk about Khalil Mack. That's just water under the bridge. But watching the team in the second half compared to the first half, you know, it, it was like night and day. And that is uh, greatly concerning because I saw – the same problem with this coaching staff that we had with the previous coaching staff, and that was failure to make adjustments at the half. The teams that win are the teams that adjust at the half. Look at the Packers against the Bears, dominated in the first half, adjusting, coming out and dominating the the Bears in the second half and even coming back from that, that big deficit to win. The Raiders seemed like they made no adjustments 
and Derek Carr looked like he must have taken a sleep until at halftime or something. I don't know what the deal was. The guy looked scared. That he, I don't understand it. I don't understand how he could look so confident and and poised in the first half, and then so scared in the second half. Uh, that's a that's a huge concern. He's a very inconsistent, and I was hoping that Gruden would be able to work that out of him. And I know it's only the first game, and we have a long season. But a long season, I'm afraid. It may be. At this point on the East Coast, the autumn wind, unfortunately, is not a raider. The autumn wind we're preparing for is Hurricane Florence. So football season so far for me and for the rest of the nation, starting off not too great. I still like Gruden. I still believe that he'll eventually get this thing turned around. Uh, my my faith in car is waning a bit though uh don't he needs to get some confidence back i don't know what the deal is i don't know if he that that broken leg is still lingering from the end of 2016 or the broken back last year i don't know but uh the brother needs to step up and chunk that ball and need to throw a couple of them downfield too anyway glad i can call the, the raider nation podcast and vent not ready for the suicide prevention hotline just yet. But Raider Greg and Raider Randy, thank you for your podcast. God bless the Raider Nation, and God help the Oakland Raiders. Talk to you next time. That's funny. The autumn wind is Hurricane Florence. That's pretty funny, bro. It's funny but not funny at the same time. The car's not the dude, man. As much as they want to tout him as the guy, he was not the guy. And even in the first half, he had chances to hit Cooper. Didn't see him. I just don't think he's the guy. In the first half, the Rams are going through their preseason. They never played all preseason. So we were the preseason warm-up for the team. And they stayed right there. And then when it got time to win the game, they just put the gas on and ran right over us with the help of three interceptions. Unfrickin' believable. Uh, Carr has waned for me. I've, I'm over him. I honestly don't think he's the guy at all. And until he proves otherwise, I don't have much confidence in him whatsoever. Or the coach. So let's just watch this season and see what happens and uh, watch the rebuild continue because that's our fate this year, unfortunately. And anyone who believed Gruden said we're trying to bring a championship here to Oakland, listen, bullshit exactly what it was. Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller is my very smart and good brother, Raider Malik from Tucson. What you have for us, man? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Malik from Tucson calling after the debacle last night against the Rams. Uh, see the score ended up being 33-13. After that last interception uh, from Carr, I kind of just 
threw it from my mouth and walked away. I couldn't watch the rest of the game. I was pretty much let down like the rest of us, I'm sure. Uh, I just want to get out some gripes and some positives and negatives, all of that. Uh, I'm going to start out with the positives. Uh, let me think. Hmm. It'll come to me. Hmm. Still thinking. Oh, wait, yeah. It was great to see Howie Long light the torch. It was great to see the tight end actually being involved in the offense. And it was great that the defense actually kept us in the damn game. That was definitely a positive. Uh, I thought the coverage was, was, was good. It wasn't excellent, but it was good. Uh, what else is a positive? Still thinking. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic to see the fans. The place was rocking after that first score. It was amazing seeing Gruden going nuts, the crowd going nuts. It was like this whole just euphoria that we were all feeling, I'm sure. Uh, but outside of that, uh, mm, let's get to the negatives, which happen to be many. Negatives. Uh, Amari Cooper, again, where is he? Uh, after talking to Gruden, Gruden was saying that the defense kind of dictates who's available and receiving, but they got to work on getting him more open. I'll tell you what, man. I've been I've been I've been on his on the Cooper train for a while, and I've been trying to fight it. I can't fight it anymore. There was a play where they ran like a sweep or something, and and he came off the line. He was supposed to make a block. I watched how he came off the line. One, he hesitated, like he didn't know what he was supposed to be doing, or if he just was getting off the line lazily. Two, the guy ran right past him, and he actually reached behind him and try to grab him, and luckily he didn't get a holding call. But just that kind of idiocy, that's the biggest problem with this team as far as, like, penalties and stuff. To see him do that and to see how he was off the ball doesn't really make me feel good about his prospects. You know, we can't just sit around and just say it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. He's had his opportunities. It's time for him to step the hell up. He needs to get open. If he can't get open, they need to, they need to just cut him. I'm sorry. He needs to get cut. Uh, but I want him on his team, but he better start performing like he should. I know his contract years are coming up, so I need to see something. Otherwise, they got to cut bait, man. Sorry, it'll be another draft bust in a long line now, but they got to cut bait if he's not going to step up and actually show up on the field. Jordy Nelson was nice to see him on the field. He had a couple catches. I'll leave that at that. Uh, yeah, Cook was great, you know. I'll, I'll, you know, that that's fine. But continuing with the negatives, uh, needed to see more of the running game. Uh seemed like the running game had some opportunities to really break some holes. But penalties killed us, moved us back, stupid holding calls, just one after the other, a smelly, you know, just, just dumb mistakes. And, you know, car looking like he had happy feet left and right and, you know, just throwing the ball away, not even looking to, to run for the first down. I don't know if he's just still scared or what, but now I'm actually concerned. I'm one of the guys who was all on the train for Carr. I don't think he should have gotten that big contract like that. 
because it definitely hurt us now. But I'm 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 having doubts about Carr, man. Not even about the interception stuff, just about his mentality. Interceptions happen. That first pass he threw to Cook in the end zone. If he had thrown it, you know, it's like he was trying to put touch on it and avoid overthrowing him, which he was something he had done in the past. And I think that just caught him and you know bit him in the butt. That last interception where he just turned around and just sort of threw it out, like threw it away without even looking, like it was some kind of program, like he was like he was programmed to do that. I don't know what the hell that's about, but I mean that was that was infuriating. Uh, the fact that they couldn't get any pressure on the quarterback, uh, Arden Key. Yeah, he looked great in the preseason. Didn't really show up. He had one play where he came at the quarterback at Goff, and Goff just sort of put a little juke on him, and that was that. But other than that, there was like no pressure on the quarterback. A lot of, time, a lot of times, Goff was just sort of standing back there, waiting to pick us apart. This is you know vaguely familiar past years, and again, Bruce Irvin, man. The guy makes one play, and he has to get up and showboat like he's some superstar. When 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 is he going to wake up and realize he's not that guy anymore? I'm sorry. I'm tired of seeing him rush the guy. He has one move. He rushes the guy, and then he tries to spin to his left and surprise the guy. It doesn't happen. He has one freaking move. My God. Figure something else out. we got to get pressure on a quarterback. If we don't get pressure on a quarterback, we're done, man. We're done. And, you know, it's... We're on one, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm not giving up on the season or anything. I'm not crazy like that, but it's got to stop. You know, this this craziness has got to stop. We already lost Mac. We're already looking like the laughing stocks of the league again. And people like me are losing their patience. I'm still going to show my love, though. Radio Nation for life, you know how that goes. I just had to get that in. I'm sure I'm like over three minutes now. I'm sorry. I had a lot to spit out, but uh, I'm hoping this counts as a good call. So I just had to say all that stuff. I got more stuff to say, but I got to let somebody else talk and get my ass off your phone. So I appreciate it. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, much love, Raider Nation, much love, Raider Malcolm Tucson. Peace. Have a good one, fellas. Bye. Well said, my brother. I am off the car train. I've never been a Bruce fan. I just don't think he was that good. I don't think it was anything to do with him that caused any of the sacks for Khalil Mack. And as far as that trade goes, why didn't we get another beast rusher from Chicago? Why didn't we trade a player? I don't get it. I'm never going to get it. The rebuild's killing me. I know it's one game, but it showed a lot about Derek Carr. I just don't think he's the dude. And uh, Bruce has never been the dude. And the fact that he's still on the team and we cut a lot of guys, I don't see it, man. But it is what it is. Can't go on anymore. Love your take. Keep coming. Keep calling, bro. Because I hope we don't have to have the suicide hotline. And our next caller is Raider D from the IE. That's the Inland Empire for all those who don't know. I know. I used to live there. What is happening, my Raider brother? Hey, hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. It's your boy, Raider D from the IE. Calling, uh, this is uh, Tuesday after the Monday night uh, football game. Kind of kept my mouth quiet uh, throughout the offseason. I'm sitting up watching uh, some of the moves they're making. Um... I don't think they've made one move on the off season that I was happy with. Um, 
now, uh, unfortunately, after watching yesterday's game, we are exactly where I thought we would end up being by giving away all of the talent uh, on the team or the guys that played out. You know, they could dislike um, Marquette King, but he was the best player in the league. You can dislike Crabtree, but he was the best receiver on the team. And I know Amari Cooper's got all this great upside, but when the whistle blows and the, and the, and the opening kick, t- t- uh, it, you know, goes off, uh, Crabtree's ready, and, and Cooper, uh, he hasn't been all the time. Um, he wasn't Monday. Um, Khalil Mack, you know, that's got to be up there as one of the most I mean, even though there are excuses, there's no explanation. That's the worst trade that I've ever seen, and and especially as a, for the Raiders. And I, you know, the the Marcus Allen debacle probably is up there with that. You know, and this is bad. Now a lot of people talk about he didn't want to play here, and uh, if he wanted to play here, he would have just came and took peanuts. You know, basically, and. Shannon Sharp said it, you know, probably the best I ever heard. It's not his fault that he outperformed his contract. And he was projected to be so good, and he turned out to be better than that. You got to pay for that, you know. You pay the guy. Um, you know, Mark Davis is broke. He can't put the money in an escrow account, so he can't come up with a, you know, you know, way to, to pay the guy. But you get you had to do the same thing with Gruden. They had to put that money in the escrow account. You know, we paid a hundred million dollars to put an announcer at the head coach of your team, and now you, you got to give up huge players. Um, we'll see. I'm thinking if we do as well as we did last year, we would be lucky. All right. Anyway, so I'm gonna put Benton. Uh, I'll see you out there one of these games this year, bro. I'm not going to do as many games. They've, uh, tickets are way higher than they used to be. And, I mean, it, it, to me, I just feel like they're trying to make as much money off of us poor schlubs out here before they go to Vegas, and you'll never see tickets to price. You won't see them the price we're paying now again. You definitely won't see what we were paying two years ago to go to a game. And, you know, the uh, – the whole thing coming all about money, and that sucks. All right, ready to end them out. Well, there you go. You've you've actually hit on a topic that I kind of skipped over a little bit, but they're gone. They're already in Vegas, man. They're they're Vegas billboards. The Vegas press. The Vegas investment is huge. The Raiders are really putting their money where their stadium is, and they can talk till they're purple. They're letting this shit go down hard. And that's fine with me. I did buy tickets this year, but I don't even know if I'm going to a game. I think I'm going to sell them. Sell them all. Because the stadium's not the same. They're cheaping everything out. They're, I mean, you can't even get a souvenir cup. That's bullshit, man. And this team is bullshit, too. And we should get a real high draft pick. Maybe that's what he's trying to do. Maybe he's trying to get a top five pick. Maybe that's the plan. I don't know. But it's certainly not entertaining football. And Derek Carr, whatever. 
Appreciate the call, bro. Always do. Wish I could see you at a game out there this year, but like I said, I don't think I'm going. It has been a while. It has been too long, but you guys know who this guy is. I know you do, because I love him like you do. It is. Money Man has spoken. Radar. What is up, my brother?
and I mean it, because our defense actually played pretty good. They did. But then again, our defense hadn't been too bad all along. They just get tired. They get tired of being on the field. All of them three and outs and boneheaded, mind-numbing them interceptions. Three of them. Three. Not a TD to name. Not one. A, gun, a goddamn goose egg. I'm tired of shit. Saying that, Raider Nation, Raider Greg, I'm out. If I thought that you were going to say anything else, <laughs> I knew it was coming, brother. I knew it was coming. And I got to tell you, you were right. Not about Terrell Pryor, but you were so right about Derek Carr. A lot of guys still holding on to his jock strap. A lot of guys still buying his jersey. But uh, listen, my whole thing here is they should trade him this season at the end of the year and then also trade Cooper because both of them aren't worth a shit. We're going to have to pay Cooper next year. He ain't worth anything. Not to us. Probably worth something somewhere else. Looks like the way we're playing, we're going to top five pick anyway. So let's work it on a quarterback. We need to find the right guy and, and Derek Carr is afraid. His first few seasons, he was pretty good. It wasn't until he got hit and hurt. Now he has permanent happy feet. And those happy feet are going to give you defeat every time because the interceptions are just starting now. So I agree. Uh, it's Gr if Gruden's blowing it all up, let's blow it all up. Let's start all the way over. Because Carr is not the centerpiece of this offense. I'll say that right now. Appreciate the call and the love, brother. Keep calling, too. Well, on that note, that's the end of this podcast. I hate to be a gloomy and doomy. I'm not trying to be. I'm just trying to be factual and uh, responsible. I'm broke up just like everybody. I hate to see our team lose. I hate to see our team rebuild. It is disgusting to start over. But here we are. So we're all going to have to ride out this season. My tickets are worthless, man. I can't even give them away. Isn't that funny? That's the funniest thing I've ever seen. What a waste of money. Yeah, they're going to Las Vegas. They're already there. They're 90% gone. I don't even have... I don't even care. Honestly, I don't care. I don't care if they stay next year. I hope they leave. They need to leave. They need to leave for the good fans of Oakland and get the hell out of here. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. And that's about all I can say. Wish I could say more. Hopefully, we won't have the suicide hotline coming up here anytime soon. Could be. You never know. But I'm ready for it. Whatever happens. Raider Nation, be safe. Be happy. The fall is here. Getting the holidays come around the corner. God bless all of you. And uh, you guys keep happy. Be good humans. I'm Ritter Greg. And I am out. <laughs>